up, everybody? Yes, it is Justin Trees here. No Austin Cunningham today. He had a family emergency and then he had to go to work. So you want to know what? Go pill. Go pill. Go pay those bills, buddy. Go do your thing. I got this. Even though you didn't update the spreadsheet, so I have no idea who your picks are. Love to see it. Um, I'm going to try to guess who he goes with, but wonder what he'll fill it out over the next couple of days before the weekend. We'll we'll get it all sorted out here. Um, so here we are, episode 204. Crazy to think about that we are already on episode 204 of Talking Football. Love it. Love to see it. Love everything about it. Um, actually, fun little news here. Right after this episode, we're going to actually record another episode. Uh, I'm going to be joined by Dan Kiefer, and he was on our podcast a couple episodes ago. Um, him and I have been talking, and we've been wanting to do a lot more. Um, I've been wanting to do a lot more betting stuff. You guys all have heard me say that for a long time. Dan's really into betting, so we decided, well, you know what? Maybe we'll spin up a little side episode during the weeks um, here and there. If it's every week, if it's every other week, we haven't really decided yet, but uh, try to get some more betting in here. Austin's super busy with uh, mic'd up. If you guys haven't listened to that daily daily podcast now used to be a radio show. Um, it's fantastic with him and Mello. Uh, highly recommend, um, obviously, joining and listening in on that. Um, but kind of that was some housekeeping stuff there. We'll kind of just dive right into it for this week, though. Uh, obviously, the big news is John Gruden out as the Las Vegas Raiders head coach. Uh, a lot of things happened over the course of the last week. Um, emails have been found of, you know, some horrible, horrible things that he has said over the years. Um, dating back to when he was with ESPN 10 years ago, all the way to just three years ago, right before he got this job as the Raiders head coach. So, uh, I mean, do I believe in second chances and all that? I absolutely do. Um, absolutely believe that people can um, get better, grow as humans and learn all that. Um, but I mean, I feel like a lot of people are also saying like, this was 10 years ago, this is cancel culture and all that. It wasn't, it was three years ago. And also the dude's, was in his fifties when this was happening. So it's not like he was a young teenager that just said stupid stuff. So, um, do I think that he'll get another job at some point? I don't know. Honestly, probably not to be honest. Um, do I hope that he changes his thought process and all of that? I absolutely do. What he said was horrible. Um, I mean, I'm not going to get dive into it too much at the, on that standpoint. Um, more of like, honestly, you haven't seen Brandon Staley, the Chargers head coach, his press conference about it um, that came out, I guess, two days ago now. Um, for those listening here, go listen to that. Perfectly said. Couldn't I can't do better than what Brandon Staley just said. So go go listen to that. Um, so <clears throat> what does that mean? Um, that means you know they have an interim head coach, a special teams head coach is now taking over. And um, how how does this all play out for the Chargers? For the Chargers? For the Raiders? Um, it's going to be. Very, very interesting to watch the next two weeks. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, I don't think it ends well, um, but I will say it's going to be very interesting to who the next head coach is there. Um, there's a, there are some skill players there that are going to make things – it's going to make people want to go there. Their defense is kind of a mess, but they do have some guys like Crosby and Ngakwe. Like those are bookend – defensive ends that you can build around. So um, I think it will be a pretty hot commodity job. Um, obviously Gruden had a 10 year, hundred million dollar contract. So 
those head coaches know that they can get paid a shit ton of money as well. So um, we'll see how it goes. Um, who it's going to be. Um, could be Eric Bieniemy for the chief from the chiefs. He might finally get his shot there. Um, the headlines with that will be very negative in the sense of like, are they only hiring him um, because of his skin color, which is like totally just falls like the enemy's a hell of a coach, hell of a coach and deserves a head coaching job. So I hope that doesn't, that narrative doesn't ever pop up, but I mean, with how Gruden went out, I'm sure it would become that, but the enemy going in with, you know, he's, you got Darren Waller, you know, he's done great with Kelsey. You got Waller, you got Henry Ruggs, a speedster, like a Tyreek Hill speedster type, you know, like a lot of similarities there. Um, the running back situation is very similar there with the, you know, you got a Drake and you got, um, you got a Josh Jacobs, very similar to a Williams and CEH. Like a lot of things just line up offensively. Now, obviously the big difference is the key position. And that is uh, Derek Carr compared to Patrick Mahomes. Um, given Derek Carr's playing lights out this year, he's been playing very, very good. Um, is he anywhere close to Patrick Mahomes? Obviously not, but I mean, Carr can get the job done, I think. So um, it'll be interesting how, how, how all that plays out. Um, I mean, let's just dive into the week, though. Um, enough about that. Let's dive into some some spreads here in the NFL. Um, we're going to start off with the game that starts actually in about two hours from now, and that is the Buccaneers at the Eagles, and Tampa Bay is seven-point favorites. Um, I have seen the things going around today on social media about how – Tom Brady's actually not very good against the spread on games that start at that six o'clock game. So like, you know, the Monday nights, the Sunday nights and the Thursday night games, he's just not very good against the spread. I'm not saying he's not good at winning them. I think he wins a lot of them. Um, he just isn't good against the spread. So that made me worry a little bit, but you want to know what the bucks are just too damn good. They're just too good. I'm going to take the bucks here. I'm actually going to assume that Austin would take the bucks as well in this situation. Um, <clears throat> I mean, this feels like a Leonard Fournette game to me. It really feels like they're going to, I mean, the Eagles have not been able to stop the run at all since like week two. And I think that Leonard Fournette takes off. Um, obviously Tom Brady's going to get his and the receivers are going to get theirs and it's going to be, you know, I just think there's going to be a ton of points from the Eagles side. Um, I think that, I do think that Hertz gets his, um, you know, the receivers are going to be interested in how all of that plays out, but um, it does feel like Rager's actually kind of dropped to that three spot, the, th the third wide receiver there. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays against Watkins. And then uh, Devontae Smith, obviously the top pick for the Eagles this year. I, I feel like that he's going to have a big game here. Like, his, his air yards, his target share, and everything has spiked dramatically the last few weeks, and the Bucs are clearly not that good against the pass. So big, big Devontae Smith game, I think, tonight. Um, moving on, we're going to go with the Dolphins at the Jaguars, a.k.a. in London, and the Dolphins are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, sounds like two is going to be back, uh, but it Xavier Howard still is yet to practice. Devontae Parker is yet to practice. They already don't have a couple of their other wide receivers like Fuller. I mean, it's like, it feels like it's the, um, I feel like it's, you know, Williams is a, you know, kind of jumped back into that role. And 
so it's going to be interesting to see offensively what either of these teams do. You know, um, obviously you have you have Waddle as well for the for the uh, Dolphins. He's going to have a, a probably a pretty big game. Miles um, Jack is out for the Jaguars. He got hurt last week at the end of the game, which was unfortunate. Um, so honestly, I see another big game from Gaskin um, just because I don't know if the, the linebackers without Miles Jack are going to be able to keep up with Gaskin there. Uh, Gieski's probably going to have another game, a big, good game. Again, same reason, no Miles Jack. Like, I think that's going to be a mismatch there. On the Jaguar side, Chanel only one, only one target or like one or two targets last week. And he, the one that he caught, ended up going for like 50 something yards and a hell of a play. Uh, I think that he gets very involved in this game. Um, Dan Arnold is clearly a big, they're showing that they, that that's why they traded CJ Henderson. I mean, he had eight targets last week. And I mean, I think that those two are going to get super involved now that shark is out. I say that shark was out last game. Chenault still wasn't involved, but I think that was just poor coaching, to be honest. Um, James Robinson, he's going to eat during this game. Uh, Dolphins are very bad against the run. I expect a big, big game from James Robinson. Um, and surprisingly, I'm going to take the Jags. I think the Jags pull out a win here. I really do. I think that <clears throat> I think the Jags have this confidence right now that I know the last the score of the game doesn't look like it was close between the Titans and them, but realistically the Jags were on the half inch line and didn't get it, didn't get a touchdown. But like, if they would have got that, they would have been within like two points and everything just went downhill after that. I think that the Jags know that they just, it was one play that really cost them. And you know, when you, when you don't make that play and then you let it just become a Derrick Henry game, he's going to, he's going to eat. And that's what he did on basically the fourth quarter of that game. That's when he got a lot of his yards. I mean, he, he ended up with, I think, around like 130 yards, but it was on like 30 carries. Like he did not average very many yards per carry. They did slow him down there, but I mean, he still ended up with their touchdowns is the problem there. Um, so I, Homer and me, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I think the Jags pull out a win here. I think they, I think they find a way to get a win. So I'm going to take the Jags. Um, I'm going to assume Austin is taking the Dolphins in that situation. But again, I'm going to stop saying what I assume Austin is going to do just because I don't want to put words in his mouth. Um, and we'll just, we'll just let him fill it out and we'll figure it out next week. Um, I also realized I didn't go over last week's stuff. Um, I'm going to hurry and do that. Pause that. Oh, look at that. There's a break before the 11 a.m. games. Great. Now we can talk about this. Um, Austin had a rough game and rough go during the uh, spread last week. He went eight and eight. I went 13 and three, probably my best week of the year. Um, so Austin is now 40 and 40 on the, on the year against the spread. I'm 47 and 33. So I've gotten by seven games now. So he's got some catching up to do, but when we talk about player prop bets, we were actually tied. We both struggled last week. That Kansas city Buffalo game was very interesting with the rain delay and everything. Um, I think it kind of skewed what we were thinking was going to happen. So we actually both went two and four last week and we're both 18 and 12 on the season. So we both actually have very good records against the player prop bets. Um, so he's still got a shot there. Obviously he can catch up to me in the spread, but he's got, he's got some work to do over the next couple of weeks. Uh, let's move on back into the morning slate of the games. We have the Packers at the bears. Um, Green Bay, four and a half point favorites. Give me Green Bay all day. I think that, I think this is just a big Aaron Jones game. I think 
Uh, I think the Bears try to do whatever they can do to slow down Devontae Adams, who just put up 200 yards last week. And then they're almost going to forget in a sense of like, or not forget, but I should say their safeties are paying so much attention to Devontae Adams that they're further back. And then now it becomes, okay, now it's a run game. And Adams, or I mean, sorry, and Jones does his thing. And Dylan's going to get his as well. Um, Honestly, Dylan is probably a good like flex play in fantasy moving forward. Um, I mean, LaFleur has said that he wishes that he got Dylan more involved in the game last week. So I think that they both kind of just have some good games here. Um, very much a Zeke Pollard feel to me where they're both going to be, um, you know, viable options there. So give me the Packers. Um, is this the game that Allen Robinson finally gets something? I kind of do think it is. Um, it might be garbage time, but I do think that Allen Robinson finally gets into the end zone again. I mean, he has one already this year, but that game he had literally had like two catches, like 14 yards and a touchdown. I think we finally see a real Allen Robinson game, a 80 yards and a touchdown or 90 yards and a touchdown, something like that. So, um, but give me the Packers at four and a half. Moving down, we have the Bengals at the Lions. Man, Bengals had a hell of a game against the Packers last week, man. Those field goals, oh my goodness, it was throwing me off. People celebrated when they're missing, guys missing left, missing right, overtime, missing again, missing again. And yet they finally, Packers finally pulled that out. Um, Lions, another heartbreaking game. Um, and one know what? I still think the Lions, I think this is when the Lions move from that number two overall pick to the number one overall pick with this week because they're going to lose this one as well. I think Cincinnati covers the three and a half point spread. Um, I don't care that it's on the road. I think this Bengals offense is just, I think it's just good. What What's going to happen about the running back position? Mixon's still out. Um, P. Ryan ended up going on COVID list. So I don't know what's going to happen with that running game. I think it's just a big big burrow and passing game i think they're just gonna be like ah we don't have any pat like we don't have any running backs like let's just become a passing team this week um also going back up to that bears game uh damian williams got put on the covid list this week so um herbert is going to probably become the lead back for the bears you might remember that name i did have him i believe is my running back five or six heading into the draft this year so um if you remember that name he had a very good game last week. Um, ended up, I believe, with like 60 or 70 yards on like 15 carries. Um, looked good. Um, all right, moving on down to the Texans at the Colts. Um, the Colts are 10-point favorites. Uh, Texans, or sorry, the Colts, you know, looked very good against the Baltimore Ravens early in that game on Monday night. And then that defense just kind of fell apart. Um very much like felt like they were trying to do a bend, but don't break, but then they couldn't not break at the end. Um, and Lamar Jackson went nuclear on them. Um, just unreal, like 500 yard game. Like everybody saw it. he, the dude is insane. He is so damn good. Um, how does that affect them blowing that lead Texans? They didn't look horrible last week um, compared to the week before. Um, I'm actually going to take the Texans just because a 10 point spread is so much. I think the Colts still win, um, and probably by high single digits, I'm saying like eight or nine points, but 10 points is just a lot. Um, so I am going to take the Texans to cover that game. Moving on, we have the Rams at the giants and 
what is to happen with this Giants offense? You you have Barkley who's now out. You have Galladay who's now out. It does sound like Daniel Jones is going to play. That was a scary situation watching him try to walk back to the huddle after that hit. I'm happy he's okay. Um, you have Kadarius Tony that's all of a sudden coming out of nowhere and dominating this league in, in his two games, but then he gets thrown out by throwing punches and like what's going on? You have Sterling Shepard hopefully hopefully coming back, but they kind of play the same role. So like, how is this offense going to let those two play together? It's going to be interesting to see. Um, super excited about you know just see how it goes. You have um, Devonte Booker, former Ute, um, heading in to take over Barkley spot, and then we all know the Rams, right? They didn't look too good on Thursday night um, against Seattle. Um, did pull out the window and. I mean, I just don't think the Giants are very good. And I'm going to take the Rams to cover the nine and a half point spread. Funny, I just said 10 points for the Colts is a lot. But with the Rams, I'm basically saying 10 points is is okay. And it's more just because I just don't know what this Giants offense is going to be. Um, And the Rams offense just looks great. Surprisingly, the Rams defense has not looked near as good as what we all thought they were going to. First two weeks, they looked great. And then they've kind of struggled to be honest the last couple of weeks um but here we are taking the rams getting another w there uh let's move on to the chiefs and washington oh boy the chiefs they looked really really bad on sunday night what else can we say um i mean it's just bad like their defense is horrible um Saw a stat that like the best offense in NFL history basically is the greatest show on turf, the 2001 Rams, and they averaged something like 7.1 yards per play, or sorry, 7.0 yards per play, so seven exactly, when the Chiefs were averaging giving up 7.1 yards per play in their defense. So like literally their defense is allowing basically what the best offense in NFL history it used to get. So not a good look there. Um, what's going to happen? You have CEH out, uh, Darrell Williams is going to take in. I think McKinnon gets more looks. Um, he obviously didn't play a ton after CEH went out, but I think that's more just game script. Um, now that they have a full week to prepare, I think McKinnon does get more involved. Um, Kelsey had a stinger, but it sounds like he's okay. Tyreek Hill hurt his knee, but it sounds like he's okay. Um, the Chiefs are going to win this game. They're they're at six and a half. They're gonna they're gonna win by a touchdown. Like they're gonna come out. Um, they'll probably look good. Washington's defense honestly looks like legit. Probably like one of the top like seven worst. And like this is a prime DFS game for the record. Like you can just go and put in like stack yourself with a running back of the Chiefs, whichever one you want, and a, a Kelsey and a you know Mahomes run it back with one of the Washington guys, um, most likely Terry McLaurin. Um, but you could even do Gibson. Honestly, you could even try to throw in McKissick there. Like, I think I'll, I'll circle this game to try to get some DFS plays around here. Um, obviously, a lot of people are like, oh, what's wrong with Mahomes? Like, I mean, he's just, he's just making some poor choices. Um, he still looks great most of the time though. Um, but I brought this up last year too, um, to Austin is the last two years, each of the last two years. And I want to remember where I found this stat. I need to go and find it again, but each of the last two years he had Mahomes had the most dropped interception 
chances from defenses each of the last two years. That's a very lucky stat in favor of the quarterback. And this year, honestly, it just feels like the defensive backs are not dropping those. Um, does it mean Mahomes is bad? No, it just means that Mahomes is super aggressive and he may have just gotten lucky earlier on in his career of not getting picks. And now he might just throw a little bit more. It's not like Mahomes is going to be the dude throwing 20, 25 picks. You know, he's just, instead of throwing the, you know, four to seven, maybe he turns into the eight to 11 type guy, like, which is still honestly not horrible. Um, he just, especially for how much they throw. I mean, that might just be what it is. The dude's still going to throw for 5,000 yards, still going to throw for 40 plus touchdowns, like still going to be <clears throat> in that. And by the end of the year, he's going to be in the top five of MVP voting. Like he's still fantastic. I would still take him over any quarterback in the NFL. And yes, that's even over Justin Herbert, who is fantastic. And we all know I loved him. I he was, I was pounding the table during the draft process for him to go number the number two overall quarterback on after Burrow. Um, but I still would take Mahomes. And I don't honestly don't even think it's like up for that much of a discussion. Like obviously I end up with Justin Herbert, you're winning. Um, but I'll I'll take Mahomes. Um, moving on, we have the Vikings at the Panthers and the Vikings are one point favorites. And I know that the Panthers haven't looked great the last couple of weeks, honestly, ever since they traded Dan Arnold, their team hasn't looked great. Um, but I'm going to take Carolina to win this game. I think they, I think they, they just beat the Vikings. Uh, it does sound like Dalvin cook is going to be back. So all you people that were writing, uh, Alexander Madison one congrats on last week. Cause he did fantastic for you, but, um, I mean, lower your expectations here. I do think that he gets more carries than what they normally get him um, when Dalvin Cook is healthy, especially because I think the Vikings have a bye next week, which is why I actually thought that Dalvin Cook might just sit out this week and they just give him a whole, you know, two full weeks basically to rest up, but they want to play him. Um, so there's that. Uh, Justin Jefferson is going to go nuclear on this game um, as well. I think that he has a big game. Uh, Adam Thielen, he's... I want to say the age model is starting to creep up with him. Um, I don't know if it's just play calling or what it is, but like he's slowly getting like shorter and shorter on like yards per attempt yards per catch than what he was the year before that. And the year before that, like it's, it's been a very steady decline over the last three to four years. So um, something to look out for Vikings very much need another wide receiver um, when this next off season, they're going to have, they're going to have to find somebody to team up with uh, Jefferson. Cause we don't know how much longer Thielen's going to be that guy, right? He's, I think he's 31 or 32 at this point. So, um, you know, he's probably only got another year or two left um, to be at the stage that he's at now. Um, as for the Panthers, um, McCaffrey did practice earlier in the week, but now he didn't practice on Thursday. Now it's like, it sounds like he might not play. Um, so it might be another Chuba Hubbard game. One more game for him before they bring back. I think the Panthers are trying to be super smart with Christian and not bring him back too early. I think they know that they're a playoff team um, and they know they need Christian for that deep run. Um, DJ Moore going to have a big game here. Um, like he has basically every game this year. He's one of the few guys that has had like eight targets every single game this year. Um, I think he's one of three. So DJ Moore's just taken over this offense, which is something you love to see, especially as a Panthers fan. Um, moving on, 
the next two games are like the games of the week. Um, you have the Chargers at the Ravens. Both are four and one teams. Um, right now, if the playoffs started now, Chargers would be the one seed and Ravens would be the two seed. Ravens are two and a half point favorites. Um, this game is just going to be awesome. Um, I obviously had the Chargers going to the AFC championship game before the season started. I had Brandon Staley winning coach of the year. So let's not forget who, who, who said this first, this, this uh, success I can speak. Um, Herbert's looked unreal. Eckler's looked unreal. I have him in fantasy and my goodness, him getting carried into the end zone was like uh, just a, just a joy to watch um, from Cleveland. That game, goodness gracious. I think the, you know, they probably had the game. The Browns probably had the game of the year last year with them versus the Ravens on the Monday night game, the poop game for Lamar. Um, and now they might have it again between that game. Like that game was unreal to watch. I could not, like I was on Sunday ticket watching multiple games and I kept just like turning the other games off and just focusing on this one. Like it was, it was awesome to watch. Um, very interesting that Keenan Allen isn't as involved yet, but I think that it's a, it's, Teams are going to start now having to worry about Mike Williams so much that I think it's going to reverse. And then Keenan Allen's going to start going off soon. Um, so the Chargers offense is great. Uh, Chargers offense or defense does struggle against the run here, which is probably why the Ravens are two and a half point favorites. I know they're at home as well. Um, and that usually gives you three points. So maybe the, you know, the spread's actually saying Chargers by a half a point in a sense. Um but Ravens, man, like they're going to get Rashad Bateman back this week. He's not going to play a ton, but he's going to get some. Um, Malcolm, you know, um, or Hollywood Brown looks amazing. Um, the running game honestly looked really bad last week um, against the Colts. Uh, I think they need to get Williams more involved. I think that the, I mean, he just, he has the speed. He only had, I want to say a couple carries last week. Um, and he was inactive the week before that, just a healthy scratch. I think they need to understand that that speed is something that they truly need. And then that'll help Murray um, as that second punch there. Lamar's doing his thing. It's great, great to see Mark Andrews back to what he was a couple of years ago after a rough year. Um and yeah, so going to be interesting there. But when it's all said and done, I haven't said my pick yet. I'm actually going to take the Ravens to win this game. It was super hard to do because, man, I'm, I'm just such a fan of the Chargers and what they're doing. And I love the offense and the defense is fun. And But I just think that the Ravens are going to be riding high off of that, off of that win. And I think they're going to get another win at home here. So I'm going to take the Chargers here. But I think this game is very, very close. Uh, next game, we have the undefeated Cardinals at the Browns, and the Browns are three-point favorites. Again, three points. You get that at home basically every single time, so they're basically saying this is a pick game in a sense. Um, but I'm going to take Cleveland. I'm going to say no more undefeated game teams after this week. Um, Murray hurt his shoulder a little bit. Interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, I will say it looks like Christian Kirk is finally starting to fall behind Rondell Moore for that wide receiver three spot. Uh, Moore finally had more tar uh, snaps last week. And I kind of see that just continuing, especially with how the Browns were playing defense last week. I think that they're going to want to get more in the open field there. Um, so I would, I'm thinking about playing more quite a bit in this game um, for DFS. Um, that Ravens chargers game is going to be so chalky. Um, that's why I didn't really bring it up too much there. 
you can't go wrong with playing any of the, you know, the big name guys from the chargers Ravens, but I think a lot of people are going to be. Um, so yeah, but I'm going to take Cleveland here. Um, a lot of big news coming out of Cleveland, which is like the whole OBJ thing. He hasn't looked very good. Like honestly, since he's become a, a Brown, he only has like two truly good games. Um, would not mind. I mean, even with the salary, I would not mind to see the Jags make a move. I mean, with no chart, just to, just to see, um, he'd probably be super upset about coming to Jacksonville, but, um, yeah. And then <sighs> Mayfield shoulder still doesn't look great, but I think that, I think it is going to improve. Um, and I think when it's all said and done, I think that the run game for the Browns just takes off this game like it has all season and they find a way to pull this out. Cardinals, it does sound like they have some um, a small COVID breakout happening right now. Um, and yeah, we'll, um, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cardinals won this game. Obviously they're, you know, as of right now, they're the best team in the NFL with being undefeated, but uh, I just like the way Cleveland plays. And I think that it matches up well um, against the Cardinals there. So give me the Browns in that one. Now we got the Raiders at the Broncos and the Broncos are three and a half point favorites. Um, like what is going to happen in this game with the whole uh, John Gruden thing? Like, I just don't know how it's going to play out. It's going to go one way or the other, right? Like they're going to rally and they're going to be amazing or they're literally going to be just fish out of water and just <laughs> truly, truly struggle. Um, I'm going to take the Raiders to win this game though. I think that I think they rally around their new head coach and they rally around their teammates and just say, Hey, that wasn't us. Let's do this. Let's do this for Raider nation and let's win this game. Um, so give me the Raiders. Um, I'm pretty high on Waller this week in DFS. I, it's hard for me to pay for tight ends in DFS, but um, I am going to be paying for Waller here. Um, and we're going to see how that all plays out running game. It does feel like this is finally a Javante Williams game. Um, I think that he finally goes off and once he goes off, like it's going to be bye-bye to Gordon. Like he's going to slowly, slowly each week, get less and less carries. Um, I still always think that it's going to be, you know, in that 65 35 area by the end of the season. Cause they're going to want to keep Javante Williams fresh and plus, I mean, Gordon can do, do some good things. So it's not like he's going to like get out of it altogether, but very much feels like a JK Dobbins change of like last year, like how, how it all turned out for him. Um, it's not going to be as much as Jonathan Taylor's side that happened last year either. I think it's more of a JK Dobbins situation there. So um, yeah, so I'll find myself playing Javante Williams and Waller quite a bit in this game. Moving on, we have, man, it's only three more games left because of the buys this week. We have first week of buys. Um, we have the Dallas Cowboys at the New England Patriots, and the Dallas Cowboys are three-point favorites. And give me the Cowboys all day in this game. I think that the I think that the Patriots are a very good, good team, and I think their defense is very strong. Um, but I do think they're going to struggle against the run game. I think that this is a big Zeke and Pollard game. Like both of them, I think are going to have big games. I actually think that it might be a down week for the wide receivers. Um, I could see the tight end Schultz still having a, having a big game. It could be the tight ends and running game um, that really wins them this game for the Patriots. Damien will or Damien Harris got hurt last week. And it, it sounds like he's probably not going to play. So it's going to turn into like a Bolden Stevenson type combo game there. Um 
it's going to be hard to trust until you see what they're actually going to do with that situation. Um, I will say I don't believe in the whole, I can't trust like new England running backs. Cause I don't think that's a thing anymore. I think that they have clearly shown that like they give a role to somebody, but in this case you can't trust them because you don't know what the role is going to be between Stevenson and Bolden. Like let's say Harris is out for three weeks you're going to know after this week what it's going to be. And then the next week you're going to be able to trust it. So, um, but um, I actually have a ton of players in DFS in this game. Uh, Like I said, I am playing, I have a couple lineups where I have both of the running backs and then I have a Mac Jones and a Myers actually. And I think that like the passing game of the Patriots is going to be huge and then get the running game of the, of the Cowboys in there. So DFS wise, that's kind of the route I'm going in this game. Um, But yeah, I'm taking Dallas to cover that three point spread here. Moving on to the Sunday night game. Um, I wish they could flex games already this early in the, in the season because now that Russell Wilson is out after the finger injury on last Thursday night, he is out for most likely a month. Um, and they play at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are five-point favorites. Steelers are going to be without Juju the rest of the year. Um, what does that do for the offense? I think it gives Najee Harris some more looks. I think uh, Fairmouth, uh, the tight end out of Penn State, the second round pick this year. Um, I think he starts to get more looks. Um, probably helps out Claypool a little bit. Uh, I don't think it really hurts or helps Deontay Johnson. He's going to get his no matter what. I say that as last week he had like two two targets, but like that was an anomaly. That dude usually gets eight to 10 targets every single game. Um, for the Seahawks, what's going to happen to this offense, um, without, you know, their guy without their leader, um, that has not yet to miss a game in his career, basically. Um, Lockett is now a question mark just because he had such a good connection on the deep balls. And that was kind of like his, you know, his thing. Uh, I think that Metcalf is going to get his though. I think Metcalf is going to be a solid play still. Chris Carson sounds like he's going to be back. Um, he did practice in some velocities, a little bit today. Um, I'm sorry, I was trying to look it up right there as we talked, but I'm not going to look it up fast enough. Um, I know he didn't practice Wednesday, but reports where he was going to practice Thursday. I just don't know if it was full or part-time. So, um, so you'll probably get him back. I think this is a low-scoring game. I think that this is honestly not an exciting game to watch, um, but I will take Pittsburgh to cover the five points, and that's mainly just because Gino looked great on Thursday night, but is that just because you came in and the team didn't have time to prep for you at all? That happens a lot. So give me the Steelers there. Moving on to the Monday night game, you have the Bills who just kicked the shit out of the Chiefs, like not even close, like – Yes, it was end up an 18 point game. I don't even think it like it didn't even feel like it was that close. It felt like it legit felt like a 35 point game. They were just doing whatever they wanted. Um, at the Titans, and the Bills are five and a half point favorites. Give me the Bills all day, every day in this game. I don't honestly, I don't think the Titans are a very good team. Um, I think the entire AFC South is garbage. Um, one of the teams is going to make the playoffs. I want to say like, and then they're going to get their ass kicked, but like, it feels like every time there's like a really, really shitty division like that, they find a way to win a playoff game because they get it at home or something. Um, So a little too early to say there, but I, I just don't think the Titans are a very good team. It does sound like Julio Jones is going to be back. Um, I mean, you, you ride with Derrick Henry and it works and it's great, but um, I mean, the Jaguars philosophy and the way they played last week was good at, 
you know, if it was a better team than what the Jaguars wasn't a better coach team, I think the Titans lose that game. So, and that's exactly what the bills are. The bills are just fantastic. So, yep. Give me the bills on that one all day. Um, that's the Monday night game buys. We got the Falcons. We got the jets. We got the 49ers and the saints on buy. Uh, let's move on down into the Sunday night prop bets. Um, Geno Smith, 277 yards under for me. Easy. Uh, I shouldn't say easy. I, I think it's under. Uh, Tyler Lockett's at, set at 82 receiving yards. I'm also taking the under. I already talked about it. I think that Lockett's the one that struggles the most without um, Russell Wilson. Uh, Metcalf at 91 yards. I'm actually going to take the over on that one, surprisingly. Um, I just I think that he gets enough targets in this game that he ends up just forcing his way to a 100-yard game. Um, Josh Allen, 270 passing yards. It's a little bit lower this week. I'm assuming because they assume they think it's going to be a blowout. They're not going to have to run it as much or sorry, pass it as much. Kind of agree with that, but I still think he gets over 270 yards. Zach Moss, 50 rushing yards. I'm going to go the over on that as well. And Stefan Diggs, 79 receiving yards, going to go the over on that. So just to recap there, under on Smith, under on Lockett, and then over on the next four being Metcalf, Allen, Moss, and Diggs. So, all right. That does it for this episode. Kind of a little bit of rapid fire when I don't have Austin's picks and he's not here and it's just myself. Plus, we got another episode to record. So, uh Hope you guys join in and listen in to the next one. It's going to be fun. It's going to be actually a lot more college football talk as well, which is going to be exciting. Uh, we appreciate y'all. And tonight I've been talking football. <laughs> <laughs>